Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Hey, we're back hey. with a new episode for you. On to the main event. Top 10 Top comic book 10 TV adaptations. Comic book TV adaptations. Live. From New York. <laughs> um, we're going to do our top 10 right now. We're going to do five bonus uh, honorable mentions. Yes, we is. But that's going to be Patreon exclusive. Patreon. Oh, oh, there it was right Whoa. out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> we did that last week. It yeah. was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Almost got it. Oh, Almost had there it. There it is. Almost had it. You gotta pay the piper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was ridiculous. Um, All right. So, what? Uh, for free, you can enjoy our top ten. Yes, for which free, is the most important part. It is. But the I honorable mean, mentions is the most fun part. <laughs> is it ever? Is it? Is it ever? All right. I'm gonna start off. Okay. Number 10. Number 10. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my goodness. I I love this show. It is a... I thought it would be... Unfortunately, it just ended. Um, it is Marvel's attempt at a action, drama, soap opera, comic book TV show tie-in that was meant to, like tie in all the movies into this common TV thread. And I really respect what they tried to do. It worked for a little bit, and then they finally gave up on that and just kind of went and did their own thing. And when they did that, it got better. The show got better. And they did a lot of interesting things throughout that show. Like they bring in, so like B-level characters that wouldn't be able to make it in the movie world, like Deathlock. And like Ghost Rider, obviously there was a lot of Ghost Rider. But right. Ghost Rider on Ages of the Shield, they had a whole season on. He's better. He's the best portrayal of Ghost Rider we've ever had. He's awesome. Yeah. And they created He's, new characters. And I love Nicolas Cage, but it is way better in this show. Yeah. And um, Agent Coulson, I mean, uh, I can't remember the guy's it's name now. But uh, the guy that plays him, he's incredible. Um and it's just a show I've always enjoyed watching, but it was one of those shows like if I missed an episode here or there, you couldn't really because they're all it's all continuing storyline. Like in, right. in a soap opera fashion, every season has a theme and you can't really miss an episode. You have no idea what's going on if you do. But I'd always like bank them up on my DVR and then you could kill like a whole day just catching up. But it's one of those like if you go to the refrigerator to get like some cottage cheese. <laughs> Yes. Like, you don't need to pause it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I get that. So, I mean, I don't think it was like the best show in the world, but it was one that I enjoyed. I would call it a guilty pleasure. I honestly think it was really well done. And the, the effects and the budgets and everything and the acting was pretty, pretty special. 
the last season was really good. Um, or actually, I'm, I haven't watched the last season. I'm sorry. The one before that was really good when they're like lost in space, essentially, like on a, on like another planet. Um, so that's where I've ended. Yeah, that's where was I ended that? too. There's one more season after that, I believe. It took me a long time to get up to that point. Yes. Um, but I had started, I hadn't watched it for years uh, and then kept finding out how good it was. Yeah. And started watching it. So it's you definitely get really sucked in. I liked some of the early stuff with, uh, oh man, what was that? The agent that you thought was a good guy, and then he turned it up, ended up being a bad guy. Um, I don't know. I. But then he's gone. I mean, you can see his face. And I just love uh, the main. Uh, now I can't think of her name. Ming Na. Ming Na. Ming Na Wen. Na Wen. I love her. She's incredible. She's and then very good. obviously the guy that plays She's a great actress, great actress, great, great martial artist, um, all of the above. Yeah. Um, and all of the characters like Gemma loved her. Yeah. yeah Gemma's really good. And uh, Fitz loved him. I mean, all of them, the main yeah. character. And yeah. you really like uh, any, any like of you the really main characters bond that with, come through. You really bond with those characters. Their character building is phenomenal through this it's, show. It's incredible. Yes. Uh, like, why can't they? Like the buy-in. Like, your buy-in on what they're doing and, and each one of their story arcs is very, very good. Yeah. And it's incredible to see that on, like, uh, like not a big, you know, a regular TV show. You know, a, not a big network show. Yeah. And I think it was a, it looked expensive. Oh, they spent money on it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, they. I was sad to see it go, honestly. Like, uh, I think it could have, it could have, I expected it, it to be a 10 year show. It will go down in history as one of the best uh, comic book adaptation shows, I think. Really? I do. I really do. I think people will talk about that for years because of what they did. It was no. I mean, it really set up a lot of Marvel stuff. It was um, big thinking to come up with the idea to so, have a TV show that was going to thread the needle that's throughout I, the Marvel Cinematic that's Universe. That's what I mean. Is like it, it set up a lot of things. It like wove in between a lot of the movies. One thing I think they could have done on. better, which they never did was bring in some of the movie characters. They should have. They should have. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. But I also thought it was interesting. It was run by um, they were, Joss Whedon's production company, and Joss Whedon's brother was actually the writer and showrunner for right. most of the show. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I think his name was Joss. <laughs> yeah, no, Joss Whedon. It's not, but it's <laughs> it's something similar. It's, it's like Joe Whedon or something. It's like Yost. It's, yeah, it's Yost. That's what it is. My number 10 is Marvel's runaways really have you ever seen it i watched the first season and you haven't watched the second season i haven't watched the second season i really like i think i enjoyed it quite a bit the first season um it's a little teen drama for me but i did enjoy it quite it a bit. is i would agree with you it is a little teen drama you know, but why and i'm not a huge fan of teen drama but this show was different to me because i mean first of all they have a dinosaur involved yeah. I love the comic. It's one of my favorites. You know, honestly, what superseded this for me, and I don't want to even mention it because it might be on your list, but is when Cloak and Dagger came out. And that was the dagger to the heart of Runaways for me because I thought that was like a vastly superior show. But they're doing crossovers now between Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. So I've, I've seen the first two seasons of Runaways, and I like it 
a lot. I don't think they did any crossovers in no, the second season. No, coming up, like okay. this next season, they're supposedly doing some crossovers there. Okay. I really like it. I think it's super fun. I don't know. I like the teen aspect to it. It's very teen. I'm usually, I'm usually not Like when I think that. of it, I think of Smallville or like uh, Riverdale, like that kind of high it, school focused it, show. Yes, it is like that. Yeah. Um, but that's not bad. Like, that's it. how Cloak and Dagger is too. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger though, it gets weird because maybe maybe I just want to be a teen again. You know, maybe you just want to remember <laughs> what it feels like to sit and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or to, to be honest, I didn't have much teen years. It no, was you, all, you didn't really. It, it was all army induced. Yeah, uh, from seventeen on. I guess I need to catch up on that show, but and I love the comic, and I'm glad I hear great things about it. I think they have very good story. I think it has a very good story. I think they follow the comics pretty well. Um, I mean, there's obviously you can't do exactly what the comics do in this show. It's just you really can't. But I think they do a very good adaptation of the comic book and I like it. Yeah. That's it's my number 10. Um good. I just realized I completely forgot about one show that should be in my top 10. And I almost want to take a quick break to, for me to recalibrate my top 10. We can do that. We're going to have to do that. Um so I did that and Unfortunately, it bumped Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. down to number 11 as an actual honorable mention. So you just got a free peek at a Patreon honorable mention. Wow. Um, so I'm going to have to do my number 10 now, um, which is Krypton. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is Krypton. Um, this show came out of nowhere for me. I didn't know anything about it. I listened to the, the actor. I never even heard of it. And I listened to the actor on... It was, was uh, he on Fat Man on Batman. It was on Fat Man on Batman, yes. And he made such a compelling case for the show. And even at the time, Kevin Smith had never heard of the show. Yes. And this actor was telling Kevin about the show. He's like, what? what? Wait, what are you doing now? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to check this show out. So it was originally aired on Sci-Fi. At the time, um, yeah, I had to download the Sci-Fi app to watch it because I have, I get the Sci-Fi app with my direct TV subscription. Yes. So I didn't have to pay. But uh, there were commercials in them. But um, but then they didn't have all the episodes on season two or three, I believe. So I had to buy some of them on Amazon. Anyway, beside the point, I totally fell in love with this show right off the get bat. Was obsessed with it. It's the only thing I could watch. I binge watched like all, I think there were two seasons available. That's it. That's and all they did. They canceled the show, unfortunately, which is crazy to me. But put that aside. And I was raving to you about it. I'm like, this you, show you is have, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And I watched it. It's comic book like adjacent because Superman's kind of a silent character in it. And the fact that this show is set on Krypton in the past, there's a character that travels back from the present in order to save Superman. He needs to save Superman's grandfather. Yes. Who's young in, in this show. Um, and what... What follows after that is a incredible um, drama, a bit soap opery at times, but uh, a fun sci-fi adventure drama that really keeps you on the edge of your seat and has one of the best portrayals of comic book villains, maybe that there is in uh, the how they do Brainiac. Yeah, who's incredible in the show, um, and it brings in some weird 
off the wall characters from the DC universe. Um, and they, at the, even in the last season, they do Lobo and, and, and it's so interesting and weird how they do it. It's a really great show. I wish it wouldn't have got it canceled. I give total props to sci-fi for not only making amazing content and shows over the course of the last 10 years, but for that one in particular, that show in particular, but also throwing the money that's necessary to it. Now, I don't think sci-fi produced the show. I think they just bought the show, but yeah, I don't, I don't care what happened, but I, it was very good foresight in sci-fi's like mind to grab that show and put it where it was at because of what the, um, the climate of, Yes. Like viewers are at right now. Unfortunately, I don't know that it did all that well, but well, it must not have because they canceled it after two seasons, but it should have. I I just don't think it had the reach because it was sci-fi total, total issue there. But seeing as how it wasn't owned by sci-fi, I don't believe it was just aired there. This show would have a perfect home on the DC network. um, It should have been on. And it still could. If their fan yeah, base is out yeah. there clamoring for it, I don't know that that's happening, unfortunately, because I just don't think it had that kind of reach. But it, it's that kind of a show that I think is powerful enough that um, it's one of those underdog shows that people could really get into and you know want more of and demand more of. And it's yeah. the kind of show that comes back. And this has happened in sci-fi before, The Expanse. Yes. Um, got clamored for and it came back on netflix so it's possible we could see it happen so that's my number 10 um it i guess we'll just flip flop places you can do your number nine then yeah my number nine was krypton oh really so yeah (laughs) um i didn't watch it for a long time until you started talking about it i didn't even know you watched it well i didn't i never brought it up on the show just because we had talked about it so much and i thought it was just it would be overdone if we talked about Krypton constantly when it was a sci-fi show that people weren't watching, nobody apparently yeah, nobody was is gonna and watch. You talked about it a lot, but I completely agree with you. Where it when I first watched the the first season, especially, um, it came out of nowhere. Like when I watched it, I was like, I did not expect. You're just to like, see this has no right to be this good. Yes, I, the production of it is unbelievable, and that that. Well, all the actors, but the main character, I can't remember his name. I don't know um, either, but... It's very good. I've never been a huge Superman guy. No, me is, neither. Me neither. It's somewhat contradicting to what I'm going to talk about later, but uh, it I've just never been a huge Superman guy because I'm, I don't like the aspect of a superhero that... Is like, is like <laughs> for the podcast listeners. Just real quick, uh, oh my God. sidebar for the podcast listeners. Chris just dumped an entire bottle of beer all over himself because that fucking belt. Because he decided to take his belt off and pop a top. Pop a top again. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> So we, Chris is done with the cleanup efforts. Um, it smells like bleach in here now. Which is, I love the smell of bleach, oh, to so be honest with you. It's intoxicating. I, I, yeah, it makes me feel sanitary. Yeah. Now, Like a sanitary finally, napkin. 
Kind of. I mean, that's more of an alcohol smell, though. Sanitary napkin is a, a feminine hygiene product. Oh, it's not those things that you rip <laughs> open and clean your hands with? No, I think uh, sanitary napkin is like the old school name for a feminine hygiene product. Oh, I thought it was those things that you got like at a barbecue joint. No, that's a, that's a, no. It's just a wet wipe. Handy wipe. Yeah. Wet wipe. Okay. Anyway, Krypton's very good. I enjoyed it. It came out of nowhere. Very good production. Good acting. Um, and it was cut too short. And Brainiac. Yeah. And Brainiac. Exactly. It's amazing. Your number nine, Chris. My number nine is Gotham. Really? Yeah, I always love. I and I, you know, some of these shows I'm not done with. I'm I'm about agreed. I'm, I'm about not either. Two seasons behind on Gotham. I think it's got like ten seasons total. Nine. Nine. I think. Yeah. But uh, you know, I watched the first seven or so, um, and I have the other ones on my DVR. And uh, I just always really liked that show. It caught a lot of shit all early and often. It did, yeah. But I always enjoyed it, and I liked the procedural aspect of it. I thought that was kind of something a little bit new in that comic book TV franchise genre of, like, let's do a police procedural, but yeah. based in Gotham City. Yes. And they kind of strayed from that. That's how it was at first. Um, and they definitely strayed from it. But I actually think it got better as the show went on. And I loved the over-the-top villains. And yeah. I liked a lot. I, I, only I did thing, not like Fish Mooney. The only thing I didn't like was Fish Mooney. <laughs> um, Jada Pickett Smith was, was over-the-top as Hot Fish Mooney. garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. Um, but they did Firefly. I thought they did an interesting take on Firefly. I loved the penguin on it. Yes. Um, I loved um, Edward Nygma. And just a, a lot of the characters. A lot of very good stuff. And I really like the guy, the main guy that's in it. I don't know. He's name. from the OC. Yeah, I don't know. David Seedentop would know. He would know. <laughs> it was if a, only he was on this show. If only he could comment on this stuff, like on air. You um, know, that'd be great. But I did, I did enjoy Gotham. And um, they had an episode, and I can't, I don't know if you remember, but I had texted you. I'm like, this yes. is one of the best episodes David of television. Ever. David did too, and I went and watched it that night. It was super good. It was so good, and I can't remember I what know, it was No, I don't now. remember the specifics of it. But they had... It uh, was something with the Joker in it, though. No. Well, the Joker-type character, I thought. No. It had, was it something with young Bruce Wayne, I thought. I don't remember. I also that, liked everything they did with young Bruce Wayne. Yes. I agree. That And that was a lot of people's bitch about the show. What? They, they didn't like that aspect of it. And I loved oh. Alfred. And I thought it was a great show overall. And I always enjoyed watching it. And um, it goes down on my list as number nine. Turns out it's my number eight. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Gotham is my number eight. I had to go back and start watching a lot a lot of it again. Because I, I tuned out of it for a long time. And then I came back to it. Because I, I got turned off by Fish Mooney. Early on. Early on, yes. And then I realized she wasn't much after that. Once they started doing the Court of Owls stuff, I'm like, <sighs> oh, man, I'm into so this. So that's what tied me back in is because as soon as I heard Court of Owls was being brought into the show, I had to get back into it. It was like basically two years later 
after that, but I started watching episode after episode after episode. And yeah, it's very good. It was like a detective police procedural. Then they tied it into like the penguin was a huge thing. The Joker started being a huge thing, but you can't call him the Joker because he wasn't right. the Joker. But I love Cameron um, Moynihan. Monahan, who yes, is also the lead so good. actor in Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Really good in that, too. He is? Yeah. I didn't know that. We talked about it, but he is the lead. Well, I didn't tie it together. He's a main actor in that video game, and he's great in it. Yeah. Uh, overall, Gotham's very good. I love Monica it's, Baccarin. Um, she's the... No. Uh, it's not Monica. It's uh, Morena. No. Morena, Morena yeah. Baccarin. Baccarin or whatever. Yeah. Um, she's the doctor. She's also in Firefly. And Homeland. And Homeland. And Which Deadpool. Which is a phenomenal show. Forgot about Deadpool. Yeah. And Deadpool. Uh, but I just love her from Firefly. I mean. She's I, good in everything. She's a very good actress, uh, but she's very good in Gotham. She was in a great show, too. That was a very short-lived show. It was a remake. It was called V. And she's in Firefly. That's, Did I, you say that? I said it like oh, three times. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought of it. <laughs> yeah, because I just said it. Oh, that's why. Um, Gotham, that's your number eight. Eight. Okay. My number eight. Yeah. Yes. So my number is all screwed up. I know. You started before me and now you're after Four, me. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. My number eight is The Punisher. <laughs> Netflix is The Punisher. Um, not much of a comic book movie in it, it's a comic book movie in conception it because is. it's a comic book character. Um, it it derives itself from comic book material. However, it's the least com- if you didn't know that was a comic book character, you would never know this was based on a comic book. No, it's intense. Very intense. Um, uh, it was, I call it brutal. It's it's probably the most brutal um, show that I've ever seen ever made. And at first I thought Daredevil was that. Nah. At first. That's what I'm saying. Because Daredevil came first. And there were some things in Daredevil that I thought was like, man, that is like brutal fight scenes. Then Punisher came out and blew that out of the water completely. But it works because it's such a great story. Um, the it first season strong. The second season is stronger. Um, so the what's the main actor's name? John something. Boyega. You're right. No. no. Uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. Yeah, Shane from The Walking Dead. That's So I had a bad perception of this actor just from Shane. Not as an actor, just from the character, right? I didn't like Shane in The Walking Dead. You can't protect a Rick. You can't protect a Rick. <laughs> I didn't like him. Uh, and... So when I saw that he was going to be the Punisher, I was like, Ugh, I don't know what he's going to be like. Well, I was wrong. You know, he's phenomenal as the Punisher. I think he's very good. I think he's a good actor. That show is great. Yeah. It's, if you can stomach. If you can stomach intense graphic violence. Violent. It's really great. I loved season two with the whole John Pilgrim thing. It was a weird yeah. um, kind of thing that they threw in there. Original character. Um, too. Um, and I, yeah, I just really enjoyed that show. I, I always tell this story, but it's really funny. The season one of that we watched me and Marley watched cause she loves that show. We yeah. watched in the hospital 
as we were having Sky, our second child, and um, we were watching it. Well, we're, you know, you got a lot of downtime when you're going right. to have a kid, yep. Especially when it's scheduled, like ours was. So, like after we had the baby, and before we're watching this show, but every time, you know, we and I brought my fire stick, and that's how we were watching. Sure. It. But every time the nurses would come in, we'd pause it real quick because it was terribly, so violent. terribly violent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, after like hours of this, you know, days of this. Yeah. Just a lot of the screaming. nurses come in and they're just like, OK, I, what is going on? Because every time we walk <laughs> in, you guys are scrambling, like pause this show. I'm like, Marla's like, we're watching the show, The Punisher. It's crazy violent. They're like torturing people all the time. Yeah. And like, it's just. I don't. We don't want you. We to don't see want this. you to see what's going on. They're like, and the lady had no idea. She's like, "What's a Netflix?" <laughs> um, but that's where we watched the whole first season. Was in the, hospital. in the hospital. Like we binged it over the two or three days we were there having the baby. Yeah. And I love, by the way, the time in the hospital having a baby. I do too. It's like a vacation. It's Isn't amazing. It amazing? <laughs> Everybody brings you food. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there or you watch TV. You're not expected to be at work. You're not expected to do anything. This is why All you people do- hate dads. <laughs> like the dad part of having a baby is frowned upon because of this. Why? Like what we're talking about. I mean, I fed the kids. I did all this stuff. Well, I get that, but you didn't have the child. Well, right. But that, yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Like, you go to the hospital to have a child and the big, you know, main focus is the woman having the child, which I completely agree with. Like that's an incredible thing. I am not capable of it physically, mentally, emotionally. Like I'm not capable of any of that, obviously. Um, but in the dad role, I'm fully capable of that. And I love it. (laughs) I, I love I, I, I am like a nervous wreck at the hospital before the child was born. I was honestly like I'm, I handled childbirth just fine. Like being there, watching it, like all that stuff. Oh yeah. But I get really like, I got really nervous, like for Amy's health health and well-being. Well, that happened with our first, um, because Marley was having a really rough time and like, there was a time when she crashed out. They had to call a code in. They had to come and like give her something to like restart her or not restart her heart because it was it wasn't that serious. But yeah, like she um, she had like low bro- she blood had pressure really or high blood pressure. High. Okay, and they gave her like um, uh, magnesium or okay. something else, and it like they when they were trying to give her the epidural, epidural. it lowers your or raises your blood pressure. Something <clears throat> something bad happened. Yeah. To where the, everybody was running and they were shouting at me to get out of the room and they were like hitting code buttons on the wall. <laughs> I mean, that seems serious. Yeah. That was pretty freaky. Um, all of um, Marley's pregnancies, she was on bed rest for all of them. Um, yeah. So they were all kind of crazy. But the second two were smooth. Smooth as yeah. silk. Yeah. Really Art. quick. Really, really quick. The first one was miserable. Uh, four hours of pushing. Oh, that's bad. There was like nurses that had been there for like 30 years though. Like we've never seen anybody when they finally called to have the doctor come in to have the baby, the surgical team came in and they're like, what are you doing? They're like, 
how we thought we were going to do a C-section. Yeah. They're like, no, get the doctor. <laughs> like she's ready to have <laughs> the baby. She was passing out in between. Like uh, it was crazy. Golly, it was crazy, crazy, bad. crazy. But the second two, just easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, Grady was Five like, minutes. Grady's pushing wasn't that long, but it was like 19 hours of labor, you know, in front of the pushing part. Grant was a whole nother story because he had like a collapsed lung and got an infection. Oh, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, he had a hole in his lung as soon. So when he took his very first breath, it was like so forceful, apparently, it ruptured his lung. And then he got an infection from that. And they thought he had meningitis. They had to do a spinal tap. He was in the NICU for like 10 days. Um, and he was like in bad shape for a little while. Um, but came out of it just fine. I think that's why he's short. Um, and then He's not going to be short. You don't think so? Grant? Grant? Yeah, no. he's the shortest in his class. He's not going to be short. I can tell just looking at him. Really? He's going to be tall. He's the shortest. Grady's going to be short. You think so? Yeah. Grady's like quite a bit taller than Grant was. The tall ones are age. the tall ones when they're young are always the short ones, and the short ones when they're young are always the tall ones. You just look at Grant like the way his body shape is. You're like he's going to be tall. He's okay. going to be over six feet tall. We'll see. I guess we'll see in the future. Mark this down. It's recorded. So yeah. we'll know in the future if you're right. Anyway, he was like the worst uh, because of his issues. But then Graham, super easy. No problems. See, Sky was the problem because they were so overcrowded that immediately after Marley had the baby, they had to move us up to the regular general hospital. General hospital, my favorite daytime soap opera. That sucked. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like, it did. What the fuck? We're both of us are like, no, we're just going to leave because we're good. Like yeah. everything was good. And then I think Jet, yeah, Jet had to go under the lights because he had a whatever. So oh, they're like, you got to stay Rubin. an extra day. And we're like, I'm like, yes. Billy Rubin, right? Yeah. Like Billy Rubin lights? Yeah. Like the blue like, lights to yeah. get his jaundice They weren't blue, but yeah. Day. I thought that it is blue lights. No, they weren't blue. Oh. But I'm like, yes, another day. <laughs> Another day of just laying on the shitty couch. <laughs> so um, that was your number. What are we talking about? Yeah, I know. Gotham? Uh, Punisher. Oh, Punisher. <laughs> Punisher, my number eight. That's where we watch the Punisher. Punisher's good. I like the Punisher. I apologize for the listeners because my number seven is Punisher. Holy shit. Have we been exactly the same on everything? So far. Well, no, our number 10 was different. I had, I had a, no. My number 10 was Krypton. Mine was Runaways. Oh, okay. My number nine was Krypton. Everything after yours has been one step higher. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm rating these shows one step higher than you. We'll start getting different. Uh, seven. Yes. The next one will definitely be different. My seven was Punisher. We talked about it. I loved it. Uh, it's so brutal. I like that. Yeah. Myself. I think it's a very good. Um, it's It's a little disturbing, though, if you aren't ready for that type of show yeah um you have to be prepared for like the most brutal show you've seen yeah for real I, and the, no joke like yeah i'm not and movie like i don't think i've seen anything that brutal ever it's I'm, intense you know so it's very very good though i enjoyed it a lot it's my number seven chris your number seven my number seven is 
as he continues to clean. <laughs> Time out. I just found some stray beer. Okay. My number seven is Preacher. Okay. So, full disclosure, I've only watched the first season. I think right. they're on their third now, or are they still on the second? I'm not really sure. No, they're going on three. They're going. They've, or have they done three? I'm not sure. I've only watched the first season. Um, I loved the first season. I thought it was really fun and interesting, and it really sucked me in. Um, but it's not like for the casual observer. <laughs> Like it's right. very confusing at times, and just like the book, by the way, which um, is a phenomenal book, and also a very confusing book, and also a very difficult book to digest. Um, but if you're a, if you've read Preacher at all, you're going to absolutely love this show because it's such a really good adaptation. Yeah, they've done um, a very good job. They've done it. a very good job. But one thing I really like about this show is the production quality is excellent. This is AMC, it's right? It's an AMC, yeah. The production quality is incredible. The cast is incredible. Um, and the 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 faithfulness of which they have, and it's not exactly like the comic, but the faithfulness of how they've adapted the TV series to what the comic represents and is, is impressive. To, 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 to fly in the face of conventional television and to be like, you know what? We're, we expect more from a viewer and we're going to give it to them. Yeah. Um, I, I respect that. I think it's really ballsy to do something like that. And Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, love the book and they produce this show. They are very good producers. They are like very, they're very un, good un, at producing. And shows. they wrote it too. I, yeah. I believe they yes. adapted it, I should say. Um, and, if you're not watching Preacher, um, I, it's it's something that you really need to go out of your way. I got to get back into it to catch up on. Um, but it is it's intense and it is also very confusing at times. And it there are episodes that are are difficult to make it through. Oh yeah. Um, but I what I really respect is the like I said the effort here. Which is, I believe, uh, the fact that it's even made. That's <laughs> is what I was mind blowing. Just, I was just gonna say that, like, they've put the effort is getting it made. Like the effort was adapting a comic book that would not be mainstream into a show that you could make mainstream, and the production is mainstream. But I don't know. There are a little bit of flaws there with with story for sure um, and, and not flaws in the story flaws in uh adapting the story yeah for yeah. television for television yes and making a, it coherent to uh, a viewer that hasn't isn't familiar with the books right uh, i think that is a problem when you make and i love listen as a reader ooh, i love when they make something that's faithful to the book um, of course. But in reality, um, that's not always that everything doesn't always transfer apples to apples. No. I mean, very rarely does it. But I think they've done an incredible job of trying to bridge that divide here and 
I really respect that the fact that they even made it. So I'm throwing it yeah. up on there. And like I said, I got a lot more to cover. I think it's in its third season and I haven't watched season two. Um, and, but the acting is superb and the production quality is incredible. And it's, I've heard season two is a leaps and bounds above season one. I've heard season two is really? incredible. So okay. I've heard great things about it. So I'm looking forward to getting back into it. The reason I'm not is because I, I had them all recorded on my DVR and I lost them all. Really? Yeah. So that's like, that's sad. the only way for me to get them is to buy them. Buy them. Yeah. And, and it's not worth that it, to you. Not yet. I'm just kind of been waiting around. Like I'm assuming it's going to come on Netflix at some time. Maybe it already has. No, it has. Not. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> okay. Well, AMC is its own thing. But I do have the, well, all the Walking Dead stuff's on Netflix. It is? Yeah. Not no, the most is. current season, but everything up to there. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. So. Uh, Preacher, that is my number seven. Your number six, six is? This is a little bit different. Okay. Um, It's a little it's teeny. Be, it's Preacher, isn't it? No. It's uh, Smallville. <laughs> oh, Smallville. Good old uh, Tom. Welling. Tom Welling. So Smallville, I feel like, was a groundbreaking show at the time. There's no doubt about that. And still Absolutely. still is because it opened up a huge path for comic book shows. Which one of the 20 so, seasons would you say is your favorite? I know. Favorite? So here's the thing. I, I don't, I couldn't pinpoint a, a season. 22 it, it was, episode seasons. It was on for a long, long time. The, the reason I like it so much though is because I watched it a lot through high school. Like my entire high school career, basically I watched this show. Uh, it is, you know, high schooly. It's like an, uh, a high school soap opera basically, but you never see Superman. No, you know, it's not a Superman show, even though it's based around Superman and what he does. It, you don't see him in a suit. You don't see him flying around. I've never been a huge Superman guy. I said that about Krypton. Like I, I, I'm not a big Superman guy because I don't necessarily like that character to the point of him being able to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And, but then yet be saved by Lois Lane constantly. That's always been my gripe. I don't like the fact that he's always saved by Lois Lane. Um, in this show, it's not that way. Like it's, it's portrayed differently. It's he's showing doing him, the saving, but it's just showing not him growing always, up. Actually. no, it's just showing him growing up as a young man. I love Michael uh, Rosenbaum. Yes, Michael Rosenbaum as uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. He's really good. And Chloe. And uh, uh, what's his Chloe? name? Something Snyder. Uh, Tom Snyder. He's the dad. He was a Dukes of Hazard. I like the girl who played Chloe, and then I liked uh, Lana Lang. Yeah, Lana Lang's very good. We but I like the Snyder guy because he's got my name. He's basically my cousin. Anyway, Smallville uh, set. It definitely broke like that. Precedent. It broke the broke the mold. It was like the first thing that came after Buffy. Yeah. That was a comic book thing that that was that big. That was as big as Buffy and and paved way for like a Agents of Shield and Shit. other shows. So. 
Would you consider Buffy a comic book? It is. Show? After the fact. They made a comic book after that was a show? Yeah. Oh, then no. Because that would be in my top five if it was. Yeah, no. If they made a comic book after the movie or after the show was made, no. Okay. No, no. Because no. uh, I love Buffy. I thought that was a comic book before the show. In fact, if Buffy counted, it would be my number two. I would agree. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to not count it because I don't have it on my list. <laughs> well, and if the I comic wouldn't book count was it. made yeah, no. afterwards. The no, comic book was definitely afterwards. All right. So my number six then? Yes. Is Batman 66, Adam West. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on, guys. This is it. I know. This isn't the first show. Superman was before that. Um, you know, also yeah. Green Hornet was out at the time. But Batman 66 really took hold of the cultural zeitgeist at the time. And I loved this show as a child. I loved watching it. And, of course, I was watching it in reruns. It was on in the 60s, for God's sakes. Yeah. But uh, I watched it every day. Every day after school, it was on. Um and it's like the perfect show for kids. It really is. Um, but it's also one I think adults could watch. I haven't really gone back I mean, and tried to watch it as, as an most, adult. Most adults that say that they've liked it and watched it, it was when they were a child. Right. You know? Anyway, I loved it. I loved the zany villains. I loved the camp. I really did. Like, it's that, like the best penguin portrayal ever. Yeah. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Uh, Cesar really? Romero, Joker, Julie Newmar, yeah. Catwoman. Catwoman. Um, they had a lot of great villains. It was a it was a great, fun. Adam West is. Villain of the week type of show. Uh, Burt Ward and Adam West were great. And, and I will maintain to this day, like when I think of everybody Burt says Ward. like, who is your Batman? Who is your Batman? That's my Batman. I know you say that. Because that's what I remember from my childhood is yeah. watching Batman 66. Burt Ward just got his uh, star. Yeah. Uh, it was either at the Chinese theater. In the dog or, food hall of fame? No. He does have a dog food company. He makes organic dog food. Yeah. So I think it was at the Chinese theater. I yeah. don't think it was at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's I all. Think it it's all the same. That's where, the, that's where it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was two separate things. You know what the funny part about all of this is? You have to buy those. Yeah, you have to have a, a committee of people that like petition for your behalf and then you have to purchase them. Yeah, that's goofy. And it's like $35,000. Yeah, but I think usually like the people that are nominating you pay for it. Oh, really? I don't know. You don't have a clue. Batman 66, I absolutely love. And it's such a landmark show in comic book history because it's really the first thing and the most important thing to take comic books from kids stuff to family entertainment. Cause I know at the time in the sixties, adults were watching that show and enjoying. Oh that show. yeah, for sure. Uh, in reruns, it became a bit of a kid show, but um, at the time that was a family show. Yeah. Just cause like the, again, like the cultural norm. Now it did changed. probably hurt Batman at times throughout the lifespan of the Batman character. Um, it kind of made Batman into a little more childish 
um, character than he necessarily needed to be. Yeah, I agree. But nonetheless, it's a very entertaining show. It's totally watchable today, by the way. The it production really is. value is it's like a- you can watch that show now and it is watchable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think like my kids would watch it and enjoy it. I think Grady and Grant and all of them would very much enjoy that if I could find it. Your number five. Five. Hey, we're in the big time now. We're in the top five. Top five comic book TV adaptation. Of all time. This is the definitive collection. This is it. My number five. Yes. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. I've never been a huge Walking Dead fan, right? And it was always in the later seasons. But the first four seasons, five seasons at least, um, I did watch it all the time. Where did you fall off? Um, Is there on like eight now? It's Isn't it over? I thought it was over. No, it's not over. Oh, it's not over till it's over, right? right. No, dude, it's you just getting me? started. Yeah, well, they whatever. got like I, they got like three new shows coming on, and they got like four movies. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's huge. It's still the number one show on TV. It is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, I didn't know that, but either way, I fell off. I think around the fifth season, um, just because it was the same thing. What was the storyline though? It was the one after the governor. You didn't watch the whole Negan stuff? I started the Negan stuff. Where he crushed his head? The sixth season? I don't know what the season numbers are, but that's the one where he, the end of the season is where he's yeah, figuring he, out who you're, you're going to crush his head. Yeah. And then the beginning of the next season, you find out who he battered to death. No, I don't think I watched that. Holy shit, dude. That like took the nation by storm. Oh, I know. Had yeah. like 25 million views or uh, well, watches. I, I wasn't one of them. That episode, I think, had more. Maybe I did. More I than remember. the Super Bowl. Wasn't it the orange guy? Like the guy with the orange beard that he crushed just said? Well, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, I just did. Because <laughs> I think I'm right. No, he killed that guy. Bef- uh, he did kill that guy. But that wasn't the big reveal. No. It was something else. Anyway, go ahead. So I guess it was the season. No, it would have been the season before that. So I did see the season with Negan. So it would have been well, two seasons. Many seasons with Negan. The first one, I'm saying. Okay. Like the very first one that he's in. Yeah. I saw that. I don't think I saw the season of the reveal. Okay. Um, I don't know. I fell out of it just because I felt like it was the same story over and over and over and over again. Yeah. On TV, you know, and it lost my attention. I'm not a huge zombie guy to begin with. Um, Have you ever watched the show, another comic book show, I Zombie? I, I thought this was going to be in your top 10. It's a really good show. It's not in my top 10, though. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be. No, it's a really good show, though. I, that, I know. A lot of people say that. And All right. You've talked about it a lot. I have. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, Walking Let's, Dead set a precedence, and it was the first of its kind again. It put AMC on the map. And Robert Kirkman's such a good Robert dude, man. Robert Kirkman is amazing. I want to be that guy. He's so amazing. He's such a good guy. I feel like we could be that He's guy. He's so cool. He's just like a normal dude from Kentucky. I know. 
He really is. And he and still he, is. But He's like he, a billionaire. And he went out on a limb to do what he wanted to do in comic books. He didn't set out to make movies no. and TV shows. And now he's making all the TV shows. He set out to make a comic He's making book. an invincible movie and, and TV show. I know. He's got a new show on stars right now that's based on a comic of his that I don't, I don't even know. It's like called like Outland or Outland, I think. I don't know. He's Either amazing. Way, he's done a lot of good things. And he worked at a hardware store and then quit that until job. he was like 30. Yeah. And then he quit that job and lived in a basement to write comic books and ended up being where he's at now. Yes. Pretty amazing. amazing. My number five, five is arrow arrow. Yes. Um, it's the first of my Berlanti verse. Okay. Um, I've loved arrow since the very beginning. Um, I like Stephen Amell. He's amazing. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. I follow yes. him on Instagram. He's the best person to follow on Twitter and Instagram. Is he He's really? so positive and fun and funny and a family guy. He's a great dude. I know. He's he, also a great uh, actor, by the way. He sells wine. Oh, does he? Yeah. You've never seen that on Instagram? No, I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. There's every once in a while he's up there talking about his, his wine that okay. he sells. Um, it was the first of the Berlanti verse shows. I've always loved the green arrow as a character that actually for me goes back to Kevin Smith's run on quiver. Yep. Um, but ever since then, I've really enjoyed that character. I liked the idea that they took with his show of taking like a rather ridiculous character and, and really main, it really is and mainstreaming it and making it modern and relatable and, taking extremely good looking people and putting them into a show right <laughs> like him and felicity yeah oh. um yeah she, very good looking and i like uh oh what's her name uh oracle not oracle speedy yeah. no no the power gordon no though isn't it oracle oracle is barbara gordon no, it isn't the blonde haired with glasses. That's Felicity. That's Felicity. Yeah, but isn't she called something else? I don't think so. Yeah, I thought she was. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, okay. Yes, that's the that's the woman I may be thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love this show. I love what they did. Everything they did with, um, especially that whole run through they did with um, Deathstroke. Um, it was great. Yeah, it's pretty good. From top to bottom, it's a soap opera, guys. It's a soap opera show, but it's super enjoyable. Um, and it, the drama is it's really well done. The show is well produced. I just think from top to bottom, it is a home run. And I love that show. I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure. Uh, you could call it that because it's very melodramatic. Right. But um, it's... A pleasure, nonetheless. It's a it's a fun show to watch. Yeah, and it's the very first yeah. Berlanti show that yeah. was ever produced, and he did a very very good job at it. I agree. Um, so my number four is a Greg Berlanti show. Okay. Um, it's not Arrow. It is the Flash. The Flash. Oh gosh, I love this show from the moment it came out. I. 
spoilers. I watched Arrow. I watched the first like three seasons of Arrow actually, um, and it didn't catch my attention as much as The Flash. I love it. This is very soap opery as well. Oh yeah, um, all of those shows are. I wouldn't call them teen dramas um, because they're a little past that. They're more in the soap opera territory. Yeah, they really are. Um, they're like my shows, you know, like, yeah, I got my, you know my, I mean? my programs, like my programs are on, <laughs> I gotta watch them. And, uh, and I was that way. I By remember, the way, these shows have done more for taking comic book medium mainstream than anything probably prior in ever. history. Greg Berlanti has set the precedence for comic book he's, shows. He's probably, um, 100% responsible for taking the reach of not only these characters, but comic book characters and superhero characters in general and stretching it out to a female audience to the stretching general it out public to a general public I, yeah to I everybody mean, even even you could you could say that you know a lot of theatrical releases have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sales but you are not re- reaching the general public you really aren't yeah and you're not the releasing CW a different is. audience. That's my point. A no, different audience. It is It is a different audience, but even... You can reach a 40-year-old man and a teenage girl at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yes. And they do it. Yeah. They all do it. And they... Shit, my mom watches them. Yes. She loves them. Anybody of any age can like these shows, I think. I've always liked them for multiple different things. I like them because of the storyline that tied into the comic books. Well, and you love Especially the attention they, to detail with the comic book properties. So the Easter that's eggs. That's what I love. They're full of Easter eggs. Yes, that's what I love. But they're not like you don't like not like Agents of Shield. So Agents of Shield was also full of Easter eggs, but you had to have insider knowledge to right. really know what was going on. Not with Berlanti shows. They have the Easter eggs. Take them or leave them. But what hooked me on The Flash was the very first season. And uh, this will be a spoiler. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go see it. Um, but I am going to spoil the ending real quick because he goes back. He finally goes back in time to try to save his mom. Uh, and it blows me away at how much emotion and like heart you can have in an episode that you think is like a soap opera or like a, like a teen soap opera at most, it affected me. I remember going to, I went to uh, Vegas to visit my sister and I brought my computer and I was like, I've got to watch the end of flash real quick. Hang on. Like I stopped everything when we were on this vacation to watch the last few episodes of flash to catch up on it. And I remember being like emotionally affected by these episodes because of what he was doing. And it's just like, it's good acting. I think Grant Gustin is a very good actor for what he has to do, you know, in the shows. But then going back in time, I don't know. It was just the thing going back in time, seeing your mom, like his dad was already in jail. Um, it was just that the situation he was put in with the capabilities that he's had, that he has, I think anybody would do that, like try to do what he did. I don't know. I I loved it. And then, um, what's the guy's name? You know him. Vibe. 
No. Um, reverse Flash. Oh, Tom Cavanaugh. Tom. God damn. Freaking Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh. Ed. That's the show he was on before this. Yeah. And that's the only other show I remember. It was like in my from. top 10 favorite TV shows of all time. Ed yes. Was. Yeah. Ed. So Tom Cavanaugh can chew up the scenery and eat every yeah. scene he's in. Because Love he's Monkey the best himself. Actor that you're going to see in this show. He's so great. He's phenomenal. I love him. I don't care if they overplay his character in every single season. Yeah. Which they do. I want him to. Yeah. Because he's he's so good. He's so good. He's very good at everything he does. Um, I love The Flash. I think it's, for me personally, I think it's the best uh, Berlanti-verse show that he's done. Um, and I will stand by that. It's my number four. All right. My number four is... Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol DC. Um, I fell in love with this show immediately. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I I was excited for it coming out. I love the comic book run. I love Grant Morrison. Um, I saw the previews for it. I said that looks really hokey. (laughs) Yes, it did. And then it comes out. Everything about it looked cheese. Yeah, and it is. In a way, it is cheese, but uh, yeah, no, I kept watching, and and it grows to be like one of the most hilarious and complex, super complex, and nuanced shows that I've ever seen. And it was, you know, I, I think of this a lot in my life. Like I'm constantly striving to find something new and different. So I, I think about this with food all the time. Like, I just want to try a flavor that I've never even, like, I, I have no reference point for. Like, I want to eat something that I, when I eat it, I'm just like, I've never had anything like that. Like, yeah. it just, that just blows my mind. Like a kumquat or a passion fruit. Just something that's so completely different. And when I saw this show, I'm like, this is so different. This is so completely different than anything I've seen before. Um what they're going for, this weird mix of humor and I've, drama. So do you feel like this is the comic book renaissance of shows? Like where it's redoing, like, for sure. re- like flipping the script. So we had um, like a Smallville. And then we have the new CW stuff with, with the Berlantiverse. And now we have the new like streaming version of what uh, yeah. comic book shows can be. I believe so, yeah. I or, think we're or, definitely or, in the renaissance right but, now. But even so, so we had the CW, but then we have the AMC-type preacher shows and Walking Dead, and then we go one step above and go DC, Netflix-type yeah, shows. definitely. Yeah. No doubt no, about it. I agree. But I think Doom Patrol was such a breath of fresh air in a, in a world, especially in the comic book world, where you started to get a little stale and see a lot of the same and you get something that comes out there and just flips the script totally. But, um, it's easy to look at it and be like, Oh, that looks cheap or that looks chintzy. And it's, you have, you have to just go with that. The amazing thing is the the meta, the meta attributes of this show. It's like everybody's meta though. It's like a show within a show within a show. And um, Alan Tudyk in this show is incredible. Uh, 
this is where I fell back in love with Brennan Fraser. Yes. Um, all the characters. And you don't even really see him after the second episode. Right. He's just, you know, the... What uh, the fuck? <laughs> that's all he does. But then it He's gets towards like the, the end man. and you're just like, man, what the fuck? Am I on mushrooms right yeah. now? Have I eaten some sort of psychedelic? But it's so entertaining and so good. And uh, like a lot of the stuff they did with uh, Matt, uh, I can't remember his name. He's Larry. Anyway, we'll try and speed up here because we're running out of time. But Doom Patrol is amazing. Fantastic. My number four. I absolutely love it. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about it initially on my list. Yeah. But I had to rearrange my whole list to make room for it. And uh, it's great. I love the DC shows. Um, Doom Patrol was great. Swamp Thing was uh, a really fun show. Had some issues, but it's still a fun show. And Could have been good. And I started watching Titans, um, which I was loving. I need to watch And I haven't gotten further into it. And I need to because it really seems great. And a lot of people say very good things about it. Yeah, and I think it, they have a new Harley Quinn there's cartoon only, now. Yes. Is new that Harley out Quinn? Yet? Yes, it is. I need to watch that. So anyway, that was my number four. Jerry, your number three. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved the show. It was amazing. It was a very groundbreaking show. You got to get through like the first four episodes. You know, but take them for what they are. Yeah, totally. I mean. But like the first two. Yeah, the first two, it's so much character set up because you they have to go down a, a goat's no a donkey's, a donkey's mouth. mouth. They literally dive through a donkey's mouth. I think that's the third episode, third or fourth. And that's where it really starts to get but fun. Either way, like I said, just take it for what it is when you're watching it because it's insane. Yes. You just just <laughs> go come into it and think like this is not a show I will ever see again. This is it's insanity. not a show you're going to see on ABC, yes. right? You're you're clicking on this to watch a show you've never seen before and probably will never see again. This so. show is worth a subscription for sixty dollars a month a year to the DC app. Yeah, it's cheap. It's very cheap. And or you can just wait until HBO Max comes out because you're gonna get it with your HBO Max subscription. Right. You are. You're number three. My number three is Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, now we're getting serious. Yeah, we are getting serious. We're getting serious. We're getting Netflix serious. We're getting... I'm Netflix, and I'm going to just take a shit all over everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally going to ruin every other show that's ever been produced. Uh, there's a case for this to be higher. I have it at number three, because I, I think my number one and two are better. This is a, an extremely good show. <laughs> Um, it, it this, is. Is, this works on every level. I really want to know what you have. That's <laughs> it's higher. Than it's this. hard to beat this, but um, it works on every single level as a show. It aspires to attract every viewing demographic that exists. Um, it has incredible character development. It has incredible nuance. It has David Tennant. It has. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even getting into that yet. It has one of the best comic book villains ever committed to screen in uh, David Tennant. The Purple Man. The Purple Man. Um, the, season one of Jessica Jones is a triumph. Um, it is yes. the greatest single season of any comic book show ever produced. 
in my opinion. And I think one and three are very good, like almost similar. Yeah. Have you seen season three? Did you watch all of that yet? Um, season two. There was no season three. Yep. Okay. So, oh yeah. Season three. Yeah. That's the newest one. Yes. So season two was a little weak. Yes. It's the weakest one out of the three. Yeah. But that's Se- still better than I did most watch, shows I, I did, you will see. Yeah. I did watch season three and enjoyed it much better. Um, but, you know, they both paled in comparison to season one. Season right. one of Jessica Jones is incredible. And it is an unbelievable show. And I don't know really what I can say about it. The acting is phenomenal. Yeah. The production value is superb. The storyline is incredible. But mostly the character development is really on point. And, you know, uh, it's it's really a perfect example of what the genre of comic books can bring can be. to te- television. Yes. is It's exactly what it should be. Whoever was... I'm not sure who was in charge of these uh, shows, but man, they hit the nail on the head with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jessica Jones or Alias. I mean, Jessica Jones, the TV show feels like a comic book. It absolutely does. The way that you're inside of characters' uh, heads and the way that you understand what they're feeling. Who would have thought, though, that they could bring the Alias comic book to life in this way? I mean, no. I would have expected not that mainstream. It's I would have expected them to bring it back to as a, you know, as a detective of the week. Um, yeah. As a, um, I wouldn't. I didn't expect them to bring it back at all. Right, but if they did, I would have thought they would have brought it back more as a procedural. Yeah. And they didn't do that. No, they didn't do they that. They brought at all. it back as melodrama where you're inside of the characters minds and you're experiencing emotional stuff with them which is amazing they really 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 did a great job here serious emotional issues with the villain where you're tied in like the main character is emotionally tied into the villain in a way that uh i don't know like you hate him you hate him but yet you sympathize with both of them and you hate Jessica Jones it. at times ha- yeah. and then you love her at other times. Exactly. Like it's a weird dynamic there between the villain and the main character. And to have a, 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 a heroine that's that unlikable. She's got issues, you know, but you can't help but like her or root for her. It's weird. It's And then it's a big a thing show. with this character, if you dive deep into her is like she was an X-Men at one point. Um, I did not know that. Not an X-Men. It was something else. It was a X-Force. Okay. X-Force, I think. It wasn't X-Men. She's not a mutant, though. Yes, she is. No, she is not. She has... Yes. No, she was given powers like in a lab. She's not a mutant. She was on a team of mutant-type people that wasn't called X-Men, but it was... I think it was X Force. She's in multiple other comic books as another name, as like a superhero name. I can't remember what it is off the bat. I should have done my homework. Okay, I've not never heard of that. So you haven't? No. Yes, absolutely. She was. Well, Jessica Jones is my number two. Which oh, is the next one. Okay, that's your number two. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's why I just keep talking about her because <laughs> it's amazing. Like the whole, yes, the whole first season is unbelievable. Um, the second season was weaker, but the third season brings it back. Uh, the second par, season was rough. On par was, with the first season. I mean, it's rough in the in comparison to what the first season was, but in comparison to what other comic book shows is, it's still better. Oh, yeah. Like, it was I better think than, like... The story was just a little weak with the second season is all. Yeah. I think. But the characters are the same. Um, but that's enough. Jessica Jones. My number two was Jessica Jones. Your number two is... My number two is... My favorite comic book character of all time. Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> um, this was the first Netflix show. This is the thing I've been most excited about of any anything for yeah. a long, long time. Yes. Um, and when it came out, I was blown away because... And I wasn't blown away by Daredevil. That's the amazing part about it. So this show comes out. It just changes the game as far as comic book uh, portrayals in anything in general because you know while in the books for a long time although i've never seen it done with kingpin specifically um there's been a long lineage of sympathetic villains um but when it came to television portrayals that's never really happened before so this this show comes out and i was already in the bag for it and so you get a, such a brilliant portrayal of daredevil um and the action and the fighting and the kung fu and it's so amazing all that stuff you get a brilliant portrayal there but then he uh turns out he's not really the main character the main character is kingpin the villain yes and you get what i still maintain is one of the greatest performances um of all time and that's vincent d'onofrio as kingpin in daredevil season one uh probably the best portrayal of a villain in live action adaptation of all time. Um, maybe a, a, a close second would be Kilgrave in Jessica Jones. Yes. But, uh, you know, Marvel's really doing it right here. Um, you know, a lot of people will say Joker now, you know, but it, it still doesn't pales in Honestly, comparison no. to me. I mean, so the Dark Knight Joker is different because it's a movie, um, you know, a movie adaptation, but for a tv show uh, this this villain is probably the greatest absolutely um so i just i fell in love with this show i loved it season one um uh, season two i wasn't a huge fan of to be honest that was the one with punisher and electra um you know I, I really wasn't a huge fan of season two season three i thought was a phenomenal i loved season yes. three absolutely they totally brought it back they did some amazing stuff there um you know they did some all right stuff with uh, the defenders i personally i'm a fan of iron fist i'm a fan of luke cage i was a fan of all of these netflix shows and you know spoilers going forward this is the highest i go on the netflix shows um daredevil to me not only because it was the first but also because it's my favorite comic book character of all time but I also think just the specific portrayal of the kingpin and the villain in this show um, just is a cut above. I just think it's incredible. That's my number two. Um, real quick, before I get to my number one, I want to tell you about Jessica Jones. Okay. She was known as Jewel I to did not know the X-Men. Yeah. It was the X-Men. 
She was known as Jewel, and uh, she had a fairly small career with the X-Men. Um, but, but she is not a mutant. She is not a mutant, but she was on the X-Men. Okay. As Jewel, and then she had a disturbance at a restaurant involving Kilgrave, the Purple Man, and he used his powers to mind control her and do like psychological torturing, which the show gets into a little bit, and she helps him with like some criminal stuff. Uh, but, uh, and he sends her to actually kill Daredevil at the, at the Avengers mansion, huh. uh, which she obviously doesn't do, but <clears throat> you know who saves her? Who? Carol Danvers. No kidding. Saves her from killing Daredevil, which is, sounds amazing to me. This is what I'm reading right now. Um, <clears throat> the only Avengers who actually know her um, which is Carol Danvers is the only one, only one of the Avengers who knows who she is. Um, but then she goes, she gets under psychic therapy with Jean Grey. No kidding. Uh, to set her back right. It's great. She had a huge backstory before she ever became like the alias. They don't do any of that in no. the show. Um, so my number one, we're gonna get into my number one, which is Daredevil. All right. I would I, not have expected that. Really? No. So I thought you did Flash as number one, honestly. But no, the no Daredevil blows it out of the water because Daredevil is Marvel's Batman. Oh, for sure. And Batman is obviously my favorite character of all time, and this is the closest thing that I've had to a TV show that depicted a Batman esque <laughs> character. Although in in practice, they're very different characters. Well. No, yeah, absolutely they are. But I'm just saying like what is the there attempt dark, to that, yeah. Like the dark uh vigilante type character that yeah. has some sort of emotional issue and like deeper meaning. Yes, for like sure. I mean it. there's no doubt it is you know is their Batman the DC's first, ba- or right. Marvel's Batman. Character. Absolutely. And the characters are different. I get that. Um Matt Murdock is different than Bruce Wayne by far. But the show itself blew me out of the water in the aspect of what you could do with fighting the way they could film a fighting scene i think it blew the, the way, whole industry out of the water i don't um, think we've seen anything like that ever and the the way you could portray a villain like you were talking about like vincent d'onfrio 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 there's an o before the end it's d'onfrio that's his name vincent it, d'onfrio it's d o n o it's D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. There's like a, an apostrophe after the D. It's still just D'Onofrio. Whatever. Um, that dude. That dude can water ski. <laughs> he can do anything he wants to do. He acted like a child as a giant man and needed a mother's love, needed a woman's love, and made me terrified yeah at the same time incredible is it isn't it amazing what he can do like the whole thing and then like you say in the third season he comes back where he's beating the shit out of people in a uh prison like you didn't see him was that second or third season no that was the second season second season yeah that blew me out of the water though too he was the best part of season two it, he was by far yeah he wasn't in the third season but third season brings it back around. 
I don't know. I could talk for literally the next hour about Daredevil. Everything about Daredevil was right for me. Yeah. Um, it hit everything I needed it to hit. I even I liked the second season, to be honest. I, I liked all the seasons of Daredevil. Um, I personally can't find a fault. I watched, I binged them one through eight oh, every single yeah. time and and didn't have an issue with any of it. I love it. It's the perfect Netflix series. It's the perfect comic book series that I've seen on TV thus far. And it will we'll never be my see number anything one. like it again. No, we won't. I, I really don't think we will. No, we won't. Um, it won't happen again. Nothing like that will ever happen again. And that's why it's my number one. You know, uh, it's just not going to happen. Disney's not going to produce stuff like that. Netflix, at the time and place, it was the right place. And it's never, it's just not ever going to happen again. Right. I agree. It's not. It was a. Like Disney a flash own, in the pan for Disney three years. owns all this now, and it's you know there it's all going to happen on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's all going to be very PG thirteen. This is very rated R. It was so good. all of these shows. And Luke Cage was a great show too. And and I get um, like, and I really enjoyed Iron Fist. Honestly, Iron Fist season I did too. Two is, was much better than oh, one. It was they incredible. only did two. Season two was great. We're not talking about Luke Cage, but Luke Cage Defenders kind of sucked. But. Yeah, Defenders was not good. Um. Um, I shouldn't say not good. It was subpar. It was disappointing. Yeah. Luke Cage was very good. Not my cup of tea, but very good. Yeah, I liked him. Um, so your number one. My number one is The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Should not be a surprise. It is the best comic book show ever. The most popular comic book show ever. Um it's a show that's taken the entire world by storm. For sure. For um, years. It was setting record after record after record after record. It was doing things that they didn't even know television could do. Could do. Yeah. And it was doing it on some weird ass network AMC that showed John Wayne movies. So The Walking Dead made AMC. Oh, absolutely. But to get 25, 30, 40 million viewers. Well, I take that back. Uh, Her episode. Breaking Bad made AMC. I think The Walking Dead was out before Breaking Bad. I don't know. The Breaking Bad Breaking Bad wasn't an overly popular show when it was on. Well, that's true. Walking Dead was getting, it was setting records for viewership. The Walking Dead was a show that just um, changed the game for television. And it's ushered in a whole new era that's allowed us to see cool things like Preacher. It's allowed us to see amazing shows like Into the Badlands. It allowed us to see Netflix, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. This is the show that's responsible for all of that happening. Yes. Um, If that didn't happen, nothing else would have happened. This is... uh, But on top of that... Other than being groundbreaking and breaking records and doing everything that it needs to do, it was an amazing show. I mean, it was a, it's a show. Um, the beauty of The Walking Dead is it's not a zombie show. It's a show about survivors. With zombies. With zombies them. as a kind of background existential threat. Um, and that's what's great about it. 
over time, it starts to wear on you. Sure. Anything it does. Oh, anything over six, seven, eight seasons starts to get there. They recycle a lot of plot lines. Um, they're famous for, you know, me and Marley were both obsessed with this show. And it, it was always a running joke. Oh, another episode of The Walking Dead. Nothing happened. The story, the plot was never advanced. Yeah. They were setting up some weird, obscure character development arc that was completely unnecessary. Yes. Um, that happens a lot. It's infuriating. It is, but you still watch and it. That's, and you power so, on and you soldier through. But I didn't. Right. We did. And we did right up uh, until uh, the last season. Um, when they did a time jump into the future. And we kind of, you know. They do. They do a time jump? Yeah. I they, didn't know that. They do it. Not like a literal. The characters don't do a time jump. The show does a time jump into the future. Like. 10 years later. Right. Right. I mean, the characters are 10 years older, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of dropped off at that point. And I'm still, we're still planning on picking it up. We also tried it, Fear of the Walking Dead. We watched the first season of that. Um, yeah. You know, that was all right. But anyway, I, I feel like I'm sitting here complaining about a show that's on number one on my list. Walking Dead is a great show. It's an unbelievable show. The production value is incredible. The special effects are incredible. They're all practical effects. The stuff that they're doing is cutting edge. Greg Nicotero is on the top of his game. Um, the right people are involved in this show from top to bottom. Robert Kirkman is involved from top to bottom. He's doing all the right things. Um, despite the fact that the Negan arc went on way too long, and you know I can only han- handle so much of uh, that actor that plays him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He also is uh, the comedian in uh, Watchmen. He is. Um, you know, that was that was starting to weigh down on the plot, you know. Um, but they're moving forward with the storyline, and I don't think America is going to move with them, unfortunately. But uh, they've made so much money, it's irrelevant. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. So They were uh, selling Walking Dead Nerf guns. Really? You know, yeah. There's I a whole line of Walking Dead Nerf guns. There's a whole line of Walking Dead card games. There's a whole line of Walking Dead board games. They made tr- billions of dollars off the Walking Dead. Billions. Wow. Tens of billions, probably. So it ain't going away anytime soon. And guess what? America's hunger for the zombie movie franchise isn't going away anytime it's soon. It's not going anywhere. It really isn't. So Breaking Bad uh, first air date, yeah. the very first episode's air date was January 20th, 2008. Uh, the Walking Dead's very first air date uh, of 2011. the show was October 31st. Let me look it up again. I thought it was 2013. Well, it's in its ninth, ninth, eighth, eighth season, so that'd be 2012. Eighth or ninth season. I think it's actually at 2010. It's two years after. Yeah, it's October 31st, 2010. My point was nobody watched Breaking Bad when it was on. It was not a popular show. I mean, after two years after it was on, they did. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was a show. Right. The Walking Dead was a sensation. Yes. It was pulling down Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. It's like nothing that's ever happened before. Right. 
Um, they had a whole show after show about the show because the show was that popular. Right. And I know they did that with Breaking Bad later on, but they only did it because it worked on The Walking Dead. Yeah. I agree. Um, so it was it was it was something that you never thought you'd see in television ever happen again in an age when we're already to the point where Netflix is already out. We're already getting the disjointedness of all these different networks. Right. To see a, a phenomenon on a cable network is is incredible. Yeah. So it I'm saying it's my favorite because I love it and I love that show and I love the characters and I love the arc and I'm invested in the story. But what I'm really also saying is that like it is the most impactful comic book show that's ever existed. Wow. Well, it is. It's huge. It's undebatable. That's huge. Um, it is the most impactful show just in, in terms of moving everything mainstream. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It, it moved a lot. That's for it sure. It moved the needle more than anything's ever moved the needle for since... Friends or Seinfeld. <laughs> I would say Seinfeld. I don't even think that they approached the numbers of The Walking Dead. No, approach. I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they didn't. You know, no. you get you get 18, 20, 25 million people per episode. Right. I mean, it's crazy. It's not the same. Um, so, all right. That's our top 10. If you want to hear our honorable mentions, you have to switch over to what, Chris? Patreon.com com slash snarf comics i'm gonna tell you what my honorable mentions are some doozies yeah, mine are some doozies a little bit of callbacks and a little and maybe one or two that should have been in my top 10 it's 12 but 12 30 in the morning i gotta work tomorrow and we're doing more i just finished up a six pack of samuel adams winter locker <laughs> and we're going yes, into our honorable mentions now and on patreon.com slash snarf commas meet us there i have been jerry i've been chris we'll see you see you